Hey, honey. I'm so bloated today. What's for dinner? Did you brush your teeth? What time is soccer pickup? What shoes should I wear with this? Did my jeans shrink? I'm hungry. Can I have a snack? Mom! I need to pee. Why is my hair so frizzy? What time is it? Does this look okay? We need to leave. Don't forget the meeting. Do you have everything? How am I going to fit all this in? Uh, another pimple. Oh my god, is that a new gray hair? Did you finish your homework? Okay, ladies, adulting as a woman is no freaking joke. Two girls, one mic, and a podcast brought to you by Christy Giroux and Sharon Huddy is here to share stories, trials and tribulations, tips and techniques on all the crazy topics that affect women on the regular. Let's get ready to have some real, honest conversations. Thank you for listening. Here we go. Hey, guys. It's Christy. Welcome back to Two Girls, One Mic, and a Podcast. This week, I am doing a solo episode because right now, Sharon is actually on a plane heading to Jamaica for a little vacation with her hubby. So I thought that uh, I would make myself completely uncomfortable and go solo today. So you guys have to bear with me a little bit as I navigate... uh, just talking into a mic as I sit on my bed on a very rainy day in Maryland. And you're just going to kind of go through some thoughts with me. So I thought it would be interesting to share with you guys something I've been struggling with for the past few years. And I'm not doing this because I want sympathy. I'm not doing this because I want to be viewed as a victim. Um, I'm just doing this because I think that more people need to speak out. And I think at this time um, with social media, all we see are the perfect pictures. We see the perfect family outings. We see everybody, you know, dressed well. We see filters being put on pictures so it doesn't look like we're aging. And, you know, nobody ever puts up the hard stuff, right? We kind of keep that away from the public eye because we don't want anybody to think that we're going through a hard time. We don't want anybody to think that we're not smiling all the time or that marriage isn't perfect or that we don't have struggles with our kids um, or even personal struggles. And I just don't think that this is really accurate. I don't think it's real life. And I thought that I would just spend a few minutes talking about it and see if anybody relates to it and see if you guys have any thoughts. Um, If you want to open up to me, um, I'm definitely here to listen as I know you guys are choosing to listen to me ramble on on this Wednesday afternoon. So about three years ago, I had some weird like medical issue. And I went to all different kinds of doctors, specialists, um, Hopkins doctors, and nobody could figure out what was going on with me. But I started having these like seizure-like episodes So this was back in 2016, and I had over a hundred of these episodes in the course of 30 days. So I would be walking through Target, and I would just completely black out and fall down. Um, I was teaching um, classes at our gym, and I fell down, and there was no rhyme or reason to it. I had MRIs, I had CAT scans, I had all of these things done. I was poked and prodded for months. Um, I was actually 
I, I didn't drive for 90 days. I went on anti-seizure medication, the whole nine. I mean, it was just a mess. And in that, I found myself extremely vulnerable. I also found myself needing help all the time because if I wanted to drive somewhere, I had to have somebody drive me. So I was having to step outside of my comfort zone and ask for help, um, which I really don't like doing. And I realized I kind of started to lose my identity because I had always felt like I was a pretty strong, independent woman. And um, I think my mom, my mom really raised me to believe that and to believe that I could do anything I put my mind to. And so all of a sudden, all of my freedom and independence was taken away. And it was a really, it was a really weird time for me. And all of a sudden, these episodes just stopped happening. And it, it was really bizarre. Like I weaned myself off the medication um, and life just kind of went back to business as usual. And I didn't really think much about it other than the fact that I still didn't exactly know who I was or what had, had just happened. And so I was also very scared because I had a young very young child at the time. And I, you know, started thinking about my own mortality, which is not something that's easy to do. And then let's fast forward a year. So the fall of 2017, we find um, Matthew very sick and in the hospital. And we spent uh, about 10 days at Children's National Hospital with him. And then we were transferred to Kennedy Krieger Institute, which is part of Johns Hopkins in Baltimore, Maryland where we spent eight weeks there trying to get Matthew back to health. And so for about a three-month stint, mine and Eric's life absolutely 100% revolved around Matthew and getting him well, which I have not even one ounce of a regret doing. Um, we, we dedicated our entire world to doing anything we could to get him healthy. And in that time period we started to see our business suffer. So we actually lost members of the gym during that time while we were away. We obviously took a huge financial hit with medical expenses and then just the expense of eating out and traveling back and forth from Baltimore when we weren't staying there. Typically one of us would stay with Matthew and then the other one would try to get some work done and keep the business, keep the business afloat. Luckily, we had an amazing team of trainers working with us that could run things while we couldn't. But anyway, it was a very trying time. So emotionally, it was trying. It was exhausting. It was crippling at times. Um, I suffered my first panic attack, like real legit panic attack um, in the midst of all of it. And I had a couple, a couple more during all of it. And it put a strain on mine and Eric's relationship because we spent most of those three months apart with one of us being with Matthew and one of us being at home trying to, to hold down the fort. So for three months, we kind of lived, kind of lived separate lives um, in a way with a common thread of Matthew. And getting back, once Matthew was healthy and he's in amazing health now and absolutely thriving and is just a happy six-year-old boy. It's amazing to see. Um, I have still been struggling 
with finding my identity outside of that. So even though it's been about two years, I feel like I definitely suffered some type of post-traumatic stress from it. Um, At one point, one of the doctors told us how close we were to losing Matthew. And I think that that rocks you to the core as a parent when you think that there's a possibility of losing your child um, and being so helpless that you know, that feeling that you can't even help your, your own child. It's a really, really bad, low, awful feeling. And I think ever since then, I've just kind of struggled with finding my identity outside of being a mom. And I don't know if that's a common theme. I, th- I think I've read blogs about it where people say, you know, they kind of lose themselves when they have a newborn. And I get it because your world revolves around diapers and feedings and you're not sleeping and all of that. But um, I've definitely, over the last two years, really struggled to see kind of where I fit in, where, um, you know, how I can be a wife outside of just being a mom how I can be a woman, how I can be a friend. Um, and I think that we, we try to carry all of these roles as women, right? We want, to be, we want to be a strong woman. We want to be independent. We want to be a great mom. We want to be a great wife. We want to be loving, caring. We want to give back to our community. Uh, we want to, you know, choose a career path that we're passionate about and we thrive in and it challenges us. And then we also want to be a friend and we want to have a community of women that we surround ourselves with, that we lift each other up and we challenge our friends to do better and to be better. And that in turn challenges us to want to do better and be better. And I think, you know, we try to wear all these hats and I think a lot of women I don't think I'm the only one feels at times like we're just spinning out and that maybe we're doing all of it, but we're not doing any of it well. Or maybe if we feel like we're being selfish, if we choose, let's say we put a lot of energy into our career and really making that a priority, then we feel like we're falling short as a mom or as a wife. Um, And I think that, I don't think that, we ever can wear all the hats and excel at every single hat that we're wearing. Um, I I just don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it's possible. I don't think that we can all be everything to everyone without feeling like maybe we're not being completely true and honest to ourselves. And I've done a lot of reading. I've done a lot of therapy in my life, a lot of talk therapy Um, I've done, I've just done, I've done a lot of different kind of, you know, wacky, what people would think would be like more alternative um, options. I've gone out to the Chopra Center um, and studied with Deepak Chopra for a week and tried to do healing. And I've meditated, I've practiced yoga, I've worked out, I've talked with friends, I've talked with my husband. And I've done all these things, and it still feels like maybe it's not enough. And I'm starting to wonder if it ever will feel like enough. And maybe, maybe just maybe, it's about giving ourselves some forgiveness 
and knowing that every day when we lie down, we gave our best to the world that we possibly could that day. And that may look different day to day. It may look different hour to hour. But if we can put our heads on the pillow at night, knowing that we were a good, honest person and we tried our very best, I don't know if there's anything more that we can ask for. Yeah, I feel like I'm kind of rambling right now and maybe people can't relate to this. I'm not sure. But I know that it's something that I think that we need to talk about. I think we need to acknowledge it because I don't, I don't know what good it does us to not acknowledge when we're having a hard time. This is the time that we should rely on our family and friends to support us if we need it um, or to be a listening board if, if that's what we need um, or if we just need to ask for help. I know recently I switched my work schedule. Like I had told you guys, I think it was in episode two. So I'm no longer working evenings because I wanted to be home to spend time with Matthew after school. And that has been a very, very good decision for me because I, I'm not suffering with the, the mom guilt that I had when I was leaving to go to work. And I feel like I can actually be present for him in the afternoons and we have some really good time playing outside and reading books and going to the park and doing all the fun things that I wanted to be able to do. But I also have started taking time to go and practice yoga in the evenings. And I pick one or two evenings per week and I go and I practice yoga and I do it because I know I need it to be better. So I know that if I go and I take the hour and 15 minutes or the hour and a half and I go practice on my yoga mat, I come home and I'm a much better mom. I'm a much better wife. I'm much more forgiving of myself. And I feel like it gives me that time to fill my pitcher back up because I feel like all too often we are trying to pour from an empty cup. And if we do that, eventually we will break down. And I, I believe that that's when illness takes over, depression, anxiety, all of those things. Um, but if we just take, take the time that we need and acknowledge the fact that it's okay to need that time for ourselves, I believe that you have that much to offer all of the people around you and all of those that you love. So I've stopped feeling guilty as I pull out the driveway to go to yoga because I know that when I come home and I get ready to snuggle in bed with my son and read a story at night and talk about our days, that I'm going to be 100% present there for him. And I also know that I'm going to get a lot better sleep because I've spent some time doing physical activity. I've quieted my mind so that when I lie down at night, I can actually close my eyes and rest and sleep. And that does a world of wonder. For me. And I think that, you know, too often we, we try to do everything that we possibly can. We don't want to say no. So we say yes to everyone and everything. And then we, we burn the, the candle at both ends and we stay up late at night doing projects or working so that we can wake up the next day and go back to work and be a mom and take our kids to activities and then it becomes this vicious cycle where we're not sleeping well and we start getting short-tempered 
we start getting sick, we possibly gain weight, and it just becomes an unhealthy pattern and a, a very vicious cycle. And it's a cycle that I'm trying to break and a cycle that I'm trying to embrace right now of actually taking the time I need. And I think that my next priority is going to be putting some more time and effort into mine and Eric's marriage because I think that when you go through something traumatic like this, a couple different things can happen. Either it can bring you a lot closer um, or it can kind of drive a wedge between you or it can kind of just be this place of numb. And I think that the experience that we had with Matthew and even the experience that we had when I was going through some health issues, it, it changed mine and Eric's dynamic. And I think we need to somehow find, find that, that space of why and how we fell in love with each other to begin with. And I think that it does take effort And I think that we haven't had, we haven't prioritized that because we've prioritized our family, we've prioritized our business, but I don't think that we've prioritized us either individually or as a couple. And so I think it's something that a lot of couples go through phases, right? Obviously you can't be in the honeymoon period forever and there will be ups and downs in the marriage. But I never really understood what it meant that a relationship takes work. I just always kind of thought that a relationship would just exist. And that, yeah, sure, you go on date nights and sure, you know, you have conversations and and you make goals and set plans and things like that. But I don't think I really understood the personal work that you have to do in order to make your relationship successful. And the amount of communication you need to have, not only about where you want your relationship to go, but also what you need individually. And I think that I've struggled over the years and probably my entire life with actually knowing what I want and then asking or stating what I want. I think that it always seemed really selfish to me to focus on what I want or what I need. And so I usually put the needs of others ahead of my own. And I'm starting to realize that I can't do that anymore. And that I have to be okay with asking for the things that I need and for the things that I want. In hopes of then manifesting those needs and wants. So it's a journey. And at 43 years old, I'm just kind of starting to figure all of this stuff out. I think I dabbled in it in my 20s, and then I absolutely loved my 30s. I, I feel like I just kind of became the person that I, that I wanted to be in my 30s. And now in, the, in my 40s, I'm starting to realize that I don't want to feel ashamed for the person that I am and the person that I want to be. And I just kind of need to own it and live up to it. And the people that like me, and love me, will continue to like me and love me, and and those that don't, won't, and that's okay, that I don't need to have everyone else's approval, but I do need to have my own approval. And I think that's kind of the lesson that I'm learning right now, is that 
if I'm happy with myself, others will be happy with me as well. And if I have the confidence in myself, other people around me will feel that same confidence in me. So thank you guys for listening to about 20 minutes of me rambling without Sharon having any type of input. (laughs) And uh, I think our next episode, we're going to be talking a little bit about relationships because Sharon and her husband will have just gotten back from five days in Jamaica on a couple's only vacation. So we're going to talk about the importance of time with your significant other We're going to talk about date nights and different ideas that we have for date nights and why they're important, not just a night away from the kids, but why they're important for your relationship. And then in the episode after that, I think Sharon is going to share with you one of her struggles that she has been feeling recently. And we thought it would just be a good chance for you guys to get to know us each individually a little bit and not just as friends. Um, So thank you guys for listening. If you like what you heard, please give us a rating on iTunes that helps us so we can get out and in front of more people. And honestly, we would like some feedback. We don't know if you guys like what we're talking about. We don't know if we're just rambling for the sake of rambling or if you are getting something out of it. So If you could comment, if you could give us a rating, if you could reach out on our Facebook page, Two Girls, One Mic, and a Podcast, and ask us questions, give us topics you'd like us to cover, we would greatly appreciate it. Sharon and I are very much open to um, criticism. We're open to feedback. We're also, we would love some attaboys. So whatever you want to share with us, we are here to receive it. But anyway... Thank you guys again for listening and I hope you have a wonderful day.